You are listening to the Christ in All podcast, where we discuss how following Jesus Christ impacts all areas of a believer's life. Each week, we will answer questions about the Christian worldview in an effort to help both new and mature believers grow in their faith. We hope you enjoy. Hello, everybody. This is Matthew Smith. With me, as always, is Chad Hunsberger, and this is the Christ in All podcast. Hey. How's it going, Chad? All is well. Excellent. Yeah. All right. So, um, so. I guess it should be pretty obvious, everybody. Like you're a pastor, and I'm, I serve on church staff. Yeah, like, we are believers. Yes, so, at this like, point, so I hope. Yeah, hopefully that's something that we have established. And if you're a first time up listener, two years almost to the of Christ episode in yeah. all yeah. <laughs> podcast, like, we are Christians. Yeah. <laughs> So Sunday worship. It's a big day like, for us. Yeah, that's something that that is is important. All right. Yeah. So, so let's we're going to talk some about Sunday worship and really okay. what the the conversation we're eventually going to get to is Sunday evening services. Okay. Like is sure. that something that we churches should be doing? Some yeah. some do, some don't. Okay. And so we'll talk some about that. Uh, but let's establish first like Sunday worship. Like why is that important? Yeah. Like um we th- there was a shift yeah. to Sunday worship when Easter happened. Yeah. Resurrection Day when Jesus conquers the grave. So this this is a celebration of that day. Mm-hmm. Um, and so uh, well, I say shift because in the Jewish tradition that would have their their worship day, their rest day yeah. would have been Saturday, Sabbath right. day. The fourth commandment, remember the Sabbath and keep it yeah. holy. The Sabbath day is Saturday. That's yeah. right. And we've talked about that man, yeah, we, like a year ago. It's an older episode, um, yeah, about, about the, Sabbath, the Sabbath and Sabbath yeah. rest. Oh, yeah, like are you breaking the Sabbath by working on Sundays? Yeah, That's right. That was our so episode. we did talk about that. But yeah. in this case, I think it's helpful for us just to remember that uh, even in um, the New Testament, particularly um in the book of Revelation, John describes on the Lord's yeah. Day. That's assumed that that is on Resurrection Day mm-hmm. on the on a Sunday. So he's describing it that way with this kind of assumption of of Sunday being yeah. the Lord's. So day. those early believers were gathering together on Sunday, the Lord's Day, right. to commemorate the resurrection of Jesus, right. and they would have yeah. done that week after week. Yeah. So what what we need to know, just as a sidebar, is there would have been a regular meeting. There's like communal living, mm-hmm. and so they were regularly meeting, sitting under the apostles' teaching, regularly breaking bread together, Tuesday, Thursday, right. Saturday, all of it. But Sunday would have been a very intentional time, mm-hmm. uh, or at least it, it seems to be a very intentional time of remembering uh, and commemorating uh, Jesus' yeah. resurrection. Awesome. And then, and of course, uh, we have a biblical command. Yep. To, Hebrews 10 yeah. uh, says, don't forsake the gathering as some are in the habit of doing. Yeah. So there's some people that aren't in the habit of weekly, mm-hmm. regularly gathering with the people. And so uh, the author of Hebrews is making this command an expectation. Hey, don't do that. Don't don't give that up. Don't let that be something you just choose flippantly when you want to. But no, regularly gather with uh, on a weekly basis. Yeah. Don't forsake that healthy habit. Yeah. Okay. All right. So before we get into the Sunday evening part, then um, yeah. is is Sunday? You mentioned like the communal thing. Mm-hmm. Sunday is an important day, but uh, I know of some churches, like maybe some church plants or something, mm-hmm. they maybe not have access to a, a gathering time on a Sunday morning or even maybe Sunday at all. So if they meet on Thursday evenings, or is that right. are they is that okay? Yeah. That? I, I would. I want to. I don't want to say it's not okay. Yeah. Right. Uh, I want to say that Hebrews 10 tells us yeah. to not forsake the gathering. Right. So we want to do that. Mm-hmm. 
we don't see an explicit command that that has to be on Sunday. Yeah. There is a healthy, logical reason for it to be on Sunday. And I would even say that there is practical implications, especially in our culture, yeah. for why we would choose Sunday. Mm-hmm. It's the for, It begins the week. Uh, I know many people consider that part of the weekend, mm-hmm. but we would say that's it really, really the first day, first of, the day of the yeah. week. And so we're kind of launching into our week, setting it a priority. So certainly not that it's the only mm-hmm. time you can consider a, a, a church gathering. Yeah. I think there is... Again, Maybe fair to say it's okay helpful. to meet on other times, but that should yeah. be like the exception, yeah. right? If you're able to meet on Sundays, because that is the Lord's Day, that's the that. model of the New Testament yep. believers. Yeah, yep. We want to um, follow that example, If but it's... I guess okay if that's not sure. possible for that yeah. group of yeah. That I would agree with that. Okay. Um, all right. So that then so we'll kind of get into I guess the meat of this episode. Mm-hmm. Uh, we want to talk specifically about Sunday evening worship. So yeah. like everybody, if you're a believer, you should be on board with a Sunday Sunday gathering, right? And yeah. so typically those are Sunday mornings for most churches. Uh, but I would say that's a thing to make sure we understand. You're referring to an additional gathering, right? Because so some not, churches yeah. even have. Sunday morning, and then the Sunday evening is like a second or third option. Right. It's the same it's thing. It's the same repeated. service, same, same song, right. same But message. that is not what That's you're not referring what we're talking to. About. So, like, um, so we have two morning services. That two are morning identical. Gathering. Those are identical services. Um, and so some churches would do that same thing right. in a Sunday evening service, and we did that for a season. That's right. right. But, yeah, so we're talking about a second separate gathering time mm-hmm. with a different message, a different song, right. different focus where something else is happening. Like, yeah. So it's a, a uh, I guess, a, a, a second completely different yeah. service. All right. So, and uh, many churches do that, mm-hmm. right? They have a Sunday morning gathering and a Sunday evening gathering yep. with, maybe it's the same preacher, maybe it's a different yep. person, but they're preaching a different sermon. Mm-hmm. And it's so, um, so is that something that we should do or shouldn't do? Okay. I will tell you, a lot of people have thought differently about this uh, during and post the COVID yeah. thought. Mm-hmm. Uh, there was a narrowing of focus to say, yeah. if we can only get our people together one time, when's that time? So they're leaning on that Sunday morning. Yeah. So Sunday evening has not uh, been brought back even from some churches who have historically had that. Yeah. Uh, in fact, some who would say, we were really looking for a reason to not have Sunday yeah. evening, and now we'll just never <laughs> bring is, it back. Yeah. Um, I would never want to go so far to say that you're unhealthy if you don't have a second mm-hmm. time of gathering on a Sunday. Yeah, uh, I do, there is not a biblical mandate for that. There's not even a biblical description. Yeah, or expectation or anything of the sort. There's never described that it's multiple times of different sorts. That, that's mm-hmm. that's not a thing. In fact, most places that I know of around the world, we America is really the the cultural place that chooses to do it that way. Okay. Most gather one time. Now they might gather longer than we do. They might go yeah. all the way through lunch. They might uh but but there's not a lot of typical gathering in the morning and then gathering again in the evening. Some of that actually has to do with travel. Uh people who are walking yeah. an hour to get to a worship gathering. And they're, they're, go not, home. they're not walking, they're not walking again, home yeah. and walking back. Like, this is not happening. And so that is actually a, a part of it. Um, what I would say, though, for us, um, the, the way we were answering that, or that we have answered that, even most recently, because of what you just described with COVID and otherwise, mm-hmm. 
why would we bring it back, so yeah. to speak? Um, because we had it, and then we are we right. just trying to just do what yeah. we used to have? This was the it is free something spot. that was that was much uh, much more prevalent, I guess, for many mm-hmm. years ago, right? Oh, Especially yeah, among yeah, Southern yeah. Baptist churches, it was a common thing yep. that you would have an evening service, yep. and then it had con- kind of fallen out of favor. That's and right. So it was became actually. Uh, I guess more rare for mm-hmm. churches to do yeah. that, and and still probably is sits in the mm-hmm. rare rarer yep. uh, category, especially for whatever reason for larger churches. Mm-hmm. Uh, they're going to really put their eggs in these Sunday morning the, baskets, the one so gathering, to speak. yeah, and that means they don't have the energy or the time to really put forward a quality uh, like effort mm-hmm. uh, toward toward another gathering. Yeah. That. I, that predominantly most people aren't coming back. That's for, right. That's right? right. I will also say this just as a historical interest point. Um, while our Sunday evening stuff has been around even before this, it took a pretty significant spike when in regularity when churches starting to g- started getting electricity. Um, they were oftentimes one of the first to get it in, in town community, yeah. in community, and so it was a way for them. It was almost like an outreach tool. Like we're mm-hmm. going to turn on the lights, and we're going to be the only thing with lights on in the community. Yeah. And people would say, "Hey, like we should go check out the lights." Yeah. Um, that was act like a legitimate, real uh, way for them to entice people to come into. Uh, so a lot of those were very evangelistic in their efforts. Um, more, in fact, they would get people on Sunday evening that they weren't getting on, on Sunday, Sunday morning. morning. Like huh. their churchgoers would come in the morning, and then on Sunday evening it would be the people enamored with lights. So it was kind wow. of a, a unique tool. Yeah. Um. But but kind of circling back mm-hmm. then to to why we have it. Maybe yeah, that's the yeah. That's the answer for us is it's not uh, necessary, but it is something we've chosen to have. Yeah. So why would we do that? I think there's a couple reasons that stick out. There are some things about it that, because it is a, um, it's a much more family crowd. Mm-hmm. Meaning that um, those that are here are typically not visitors. Mm-hmm. There are some, but not typically first-time guests, just getting to know you kind of thing. Um, where morning has a lot yeah. more of. Do that. you want to share ballpark numbers of what a Sunday yeah. morning looks like? So and what typically t- comes back? I would say a typical Sunday morning here is going to be, I'll say seven hundred. Yeah. Um, and a Sunday evening's going to be two fifty. Yeah. Um, two hundred, so somewhere around there. So for us, you know, obviously that's a third mm-hmm. returning. Uh, I would say that percentage-wise, that's actually up for a lot of churches. Yeah. Um, uh, some some churches. Who might have a thousand? I talked to one pastor who has a thousand or twelve hundred on a Sunday and has two hundred coming back, maybe, yeah. uh, or maybe a hundred. And so it, he was looking at it in a different light because he's saying like ours isn't even producing uh, people to be here for yeah. it. So anyway, um, what that then means is even the interaction mm-hmm. uh, that's there from me as the preacher, the as well as from the, the worship team. There's just a different kind of engagement with the, the crowd, congregation. Um, I, I would say that there is a depth we might go to that is different um, on Sunday evening than on Sunday morning. Uh, not that I stay shallow at all on Sunday morning, but there are sometimes some topics I can uh, address differently in Sunday evening than I can on Sunday morning, or that I feel that yeah. way. But probably one of our most, one of the most significant reasons that I 
want to continue to have Sunday evening is because it is a it is a really good training equipping yeah. ground for when I was an associate pastor just a few years ago um, at another church here in town uh, at Park Place Baptist Church they were so gracious to me that I I preached the last couple of years I think I preached like 40 Sunday nights a year yeah I mean it was regular and I wasn't the lead pastor, and I was getting to preach almost every Sunday, just that immense amount of, uh, I wouldn't call it just practice. It was actually like I was yeah, you were preaching actually doing and I was it, yeah. doing it, but it was fruit bearing that I'm, that Colonial Heights is now bearing, mm-hmm. you know, experiencing because I had that much uh, time in the pulpit. And now I'm, we're doing that with you. Yeah. Like yeah. that's uh, one of the things we're, we're, I'm really excited about. Uh, in fact, when this episode airs, uh, we would have just had Nathan Lucas yep. uh, preach a sermon mm-hmm. this past Sunday, and you are preaching this coming Sunday, and you're going to preach a, a series, right. five or six weeks long, uh, whereas you preach for me often when I'm out, mm-hmm. but those are typically standalone. Yeah, standalone. It's in the middle of your series, yep. right? And, so. and uh, where typically you preach like a sermon that's in the text I'm mm-hmm. preaching, you might preach a one-off standalone, yeah. but but this is a series you're planning from start mm-hmm. to finish. You're you're preaching all the five or six sermons. You're thinking through the theme of it and all of that. And as a guy who is going to go from here a year or yeah. so from now and be a lead pastor, you will be doing that, right? And yeah. so uh, the I feel like it's a great opportunity for the church to continue mm-hmm. to grow spiritually and grow deeper and increase, but at the same time, uh, for you to get to do that, but not just the preacher. That also is said for those leading worship. Uh, there will be uh, different people yeah. uh, engaging in the musical portion and in prayers and in other avenues that that's not their normal mm-hmm. spot on Sunday morning, but then they would get to own that a little differently on Sunday evening. Um, and I, I just see, feel like that is a an immense blessing both to the church and to the those that are kind of using it as a training ground. Yeah, and and I'm glad you mentioned it's not just for preachers, like someone who wants to preach, you know, right. to have an opportunity in the pulpit. It's for uh, all the all the aspects, everything that's yep. happening on stage. Like you mentioned Nathan Lucas. Um, so that'll be September 12th. Nathan Lucas mm-hmm. is going to be preaching, but that's also like our student worship night. So that's we've right. got teenagers who, who have led on Sunday mornings before, yep. but that maybe it's not best to have them on their on stage on a Sunday morning right. every week, but they've got more opportunities yep. if we have a Sunday evening service. People, guys like Nathan or other staff members. And, of course, I'm happy to have the opportunity to be able to. Uh, that was part of me coming to Colonial Heights, yeah. right, was knowing that I was going to have opportunities to preach with more regularity. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, And COVID has slowed some things down, sure. but it's actually like it's finally starting to yeah. happen where this next year I'll yeah, have man, lots of opportunities on I, Sunday night. I remember that conversation. That was a really hard one when yeah. we weren't going to have Sunday evening and mm-hmm. that was like what we were really looking forward to yeah. for you I was looking forward to it for you and you certainly were so we're really like a year behind what we had hoped to right. be doing but uh th- there's a again there's a great excitement I think it will be exciting for the church too to to hear from uh, a different voice than just mine I want the church to know that that I'm not the only person who has the ability to 
communicate yep. the word. Like uh, it's healthy for them to hear that. So um, Sunday evening allows for that. It allows for other things too, nights of prayer, nights yeah. of worship um, that aren't just mm. preaching and singing but are uh, incorporate other things with times of fellowship. Yeah. All of those things happen for us on Sunday yeah, And those evenings. are easier to get people to come to when that that lane already exists. That's right. Like you're not having to create or get motivate them to come. For a lot of people, it's already going to be in their habit That's right. to be here on Sunday evenings anyway. So definitely they're going to be here for those special events. Yep. That's awesome. Absolutely. All right. Can I take a minute to plug the sermon series? Yeah, it's please. Start. All right. September uh, 19th. 5 p.m. at Colonial Heights. We're also we'll be we'll be live streaming that on yeah. our Facebook page and all that for people who don't you know who aren't yeah. members here. But um, I'm gonna do the story of Jacob. That was one of the things you had kind of challenged me yeah. to do was like something I haven't done before mm-hmm. is that character study. So we're yeah. looking at an Old Testament character in in Jacob, and uh, really the focus is you know God. Uh, finds this guy, Abraham, chooses Abraham, mm-hmm. and it's through him he's going to make him a great nation, and he's going to bless all the other nations of the world through Abraham. And so uh, it's going to be through his family that yeah. that's going to happen. And so Abraham has a son named Isaac, and then Isaac has two sons, Esau and Jacob. And it's with that second son, Jacob, that this family really takes that step into becoming a nation. Yeah. And then it is through that nation that all the other nations of the world are going to be blessed. Absolutely. And so uh, so we get to see that kind of component, that shift. And so it's yeah. actually uh, Jacob who uh, takes on the name Israel, and that's going to be the name of the nation itself. And uh, we're actually going to get to see how God uses some very unlikely people. That's right. Because everybody's a bad... I don't, I don't think there are, are any good guys in the story nope. other than God himself. <laughs> yep. Like, they're all bad guys, yeah. all doing bad things. But this is the people that God has chosen. This yep. is the family that God yep. has chosen to bring about his plan. That's and good. we get some cool things like the Jacob's Ladder and yeah. uh, got Jacob wrestling with God. And yep. so we get to talk about some some of those things as well. So uh, I look, really look forward, forward to it. I look forward to... Uh, Sitting under that teaching, too. Okay, good deal. I'm excited about it. All right. So, all right. So that's the plug, everybody. You can be here in person if you're able to, or you can watch that on through a website or through our Facebook stream. All right. Yep. So that's going to wrap up this episode. We hope you've enjoyed it. Uh, please share it on social media. Uh, give us a rating and review on your podcasting app, and we thank you for listening. Thank you for listening to the Christ in All podcast, a ministry of Colonial Heights Baptist Church in Ridgeland, Mississippi. Together, we glorify God by making disciples of all nations. For more information, please visit our website at colonialheights.org.